We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I was just watching this Billie Eilish interview video, and she said, all artists are sad. Is that true? No, but <laughs> but it's parts of, you know, every all artists aren't just living their best life. You know, it's not an easy life, you know, like it's a lot that comes with it. You know, it, it's not what it looks like. Um I'm not always sad, but I have sad moments, you know, when I'm lonely or I want to just go somewhere I know I can't, you know, or just got to work all fucking day and night, but not always sad. Thank you for joining us for a Torre Show Patreon Friday exclusive, and it's really cool to bring you this conversation with one of my favorite rappers, Little Yachty. I met him a few years ago when I was doing a story on the Migos for Rolling Stone, and I did not know who Yachty was, but as soon as he walked in the room, I was like, who is that? He just had this aura about him and this way about him that made him seem different and stand out. And as I got to know him, I saw that he is different, but in a really great way. Let's go. It's my man Lil Yachty on Torre Show. What up, y'all? It's Torre at Brick with Lil Yachty for Torre Show. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Yo, I want to know about how you make music. Like, how do you make a song? Like, what do you what do you do? Where does it start? I just go through beats, find a beat that I like, and then figure out what it makes me think of. Like, what does this beat make me think about? Now, wait, we need to go back a little bit because I have been in the studio with you when uh-huh. you're sitting there picking beats. And I'd be like, that shit was hot. That was hot. And you're like, no, no. So where do you, like, where do you even start from, like, that, that I'm going to rock on? I just have a specific sound, you know, like, it's different. I can't rap on anything. It's, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just different, you know? Is it different when you're moving toward a Yachty song versus a boat song? For sure. Yeah. Different mindset from the beginning. And different vibes, you know, with completely different topics. So it just I just don't like regular sounding beats. You know, I like my beats to be different, sound different. I mean everything about your music sounds different. different. Right. I mean you the way you use your voice is different than most rappers. You know, you play with a lot of tonality, you play with volume, you play with different <laughs> different parts of your throat. Like, are you oh. being really conscious about that or it just comes out? Pause. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just, I just try things. I just try things. So, are you writing with a pen? Are you writing no, no, in no, no, the no. booth? I, yo, I haven't written with a pen since like a, you know, doing like a signature, but like, yeah, it's been a minute. 
So you you mean you're writing in the booth, like on the mic? Mm, sometimes I freestyle and sometimes I write it in my phone. Write in your phone. Yeah. I'm not. I haven't ever written a rap on paper. Yes, I have in high school. I wrote my earlier songs on paper. I mean, not high school, college. I mean, generally, are you coming to the studio? Like, here's what I want to talk about in this record. Or- I used to back when I used to have to like when I used to have to pay for studio time. When I only could get three hours for sixty-five dollars, and that was all I had, I would have everything planned. That I'm gonna do this beat. I'm gonna have this road. This one I'm talk about, so I can knock it out in that short frame of time. Now I just sit in there all night and just, you know, just pick it out there. You need that time to just just vibe, take it slow. Well, yeah, but I, not really. I, I was more, you know, focused, and my work ethic was stronger back then because I only had so much time. You know, when it's time is up, they like you gotta go. You know, when you got a free range of time, just sit, do what you want. You know, you might. Back then, I make like five, six songs every time. You no, know, no, I might make two, I might make three. So your work ethic, you think, is less? I just feel like it was stronger when I, you know, when it only, when I only have, when I only got fifty dollars and I gotta come up with sixty-five dollars for three hours. Oh, every t- second of those time is going. You know what I'm saying? But when it's you know, it's free and you can spend the whole time. It's just, it's just more time to lounge, you know? I feel like for an artist, you need that time to lounge. You shouldn't be like, you got three hours and you're out of here at 12 in the dot. Yeah, like, no, yeah, for sure. I'm not saying, I'm just saying like, it's, you know, when, when, the, when the situation is more compressed, it forces you to work more. Yeah. And that's a different point in your life also. You know, you're trying to become someone. You know, when you're already somebody, you don't need to be pressured into doing anything, you know? You, you need to work, you work at your own pace because your creativity, you know what I'm saying? It's different opposed to you trying to get there. You are there now. Do you feel a lot of pressure to maintain? <laughs> to I maintain? See myself in the air. It's so awesome. <laughs> Do you feel a lot of pressure to maintain where you are versus when you were just coming up? Well, I, well, so, like, I did at one point in my career. You know, at one point in my career, I was just trying to prove to everybody something and trying to stay at this specific spot. But nowadays, I, I just like to enjoy, you know. You want to make sure you have fun. Nothing you know? to prove. That's where that came from. That you feel like... I feel like at this point, you know, with this album, I, I don't have—I I, I just stopped caring about trying to prove stuff to people. I mean, we know as an f- audience, we know who you are. Right. We know you have multiple sides. We know what you can do as a musician. So you really don't have anything to prove. I used to feel like I did. I mean, I like to have something to prove. Because it makes me feel like, you know, like an athlete, like, oh, I got to show these guys. Mm. If you don't have that, it's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's harder. Well, see, it was just, it was, it was more stressful for me. You know, it seemed like it was never enough for people. That's why, you know, I stopped caring. It's like, I keep trying to show these people things, and they don't even care. It's better when you don't care? No, 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 no. I mean, like... I just kept trying to prove things to people who, like, didn't really matter to me. You know, like, their opinion didn't matter to me. And But you but you must feel liberated. Or do you feel liberated? I just, I'm just more, I'm just, I'm, I'm having more fun. I'm, just, I'm back chilling. You know, instead of trying to prove something. That shit is stressful, bro. What's stressful? Like, trying to, like, make something so someone else will like it. I don't know if that makes sense. Are you... Now making music for yourself more? Exactly. And that is less stressful. Of course, because it's what I like. I mean, you you do have to think, like, something that, like, a million-plus people will like, which is really hard. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I tell people all the time. Like, this job isn't as easy as you would think it is, you know? Being an artist, you got to think. Or being an entertainer in general, like... You literally spend your life creating something for someone that you may never meet and know nothing about in hopes for them to like it. You put your all into it. And then people just, a lot of times, or sometimes people can just crush it. People just be like, oh, oh, that was terrible. Oh, that movie was such and such. Oh, it sucked. He spent months making that movie, you know? He spent a year creating his album to just be told by everyone, oh, it's trash. Yeah. 
oh, that was the worst album I ever heard in my life. You know, that really breaks people. That's how a lot of people don't see, though. And they really don't, you know, people don't give a fuck, but shit is real. It hurts. Yeah, it's like someone's work. Like, this, that's what they just spent months doing. Like, as a bad review, or are you talking about, like, a fan not liking anything? It, it, hurt, it hurts? Well, I'm not, I'm talking about, like, this is what I was going through, like, in early in my career. It's not till now I really honestly start getting the fuck. I read a bad review and jiggle, giggle, like laugh. I don't give. I promise I don't care anymore. Really? Yeah, it's, but that it had to get to that point, you know. It used to hurt. It used to just I just be confused, you know. Like why? Like what I do wrong? And now you're. I mean, like when you can get. Like I remember comedians tell me about getting to that place where you really don't care. Mm-hmm. Then you can really do comedy. But you have to die on stage before you get to the point where you're like, I don't really care. Exactly. You know what I mean? But like when you get to that place, then you can be even greater. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to get to that. Well, it just takes trial and error, time. It's not an overnight thing. You have to actually. Either fail or just feel like you failed or just felt negativity to get there. Because you can't be, you can't, like if you've lived a positive, happy life where everyone was dick riding and everybody's, oh, that boy good, oh, he's awesome, he's great. And you have no failure or no negativity or no hate, you don't know what it feels like, you know. It, it takes countless, you know, situations of just negativity and people just like, just kicking you down for you to finally get to the point of, you know what, fuck you. You know, you can't have that feeling if you've never experienced it. And you get there, you got there through, you saw a certain number of negative reviews, you saw fans. Just hate, just, just hate all over. You know? I mean, you got so much love and attention pretty quickly. Yeah. So, almost as soon as you came in the game, people were like, wow, like he's different, he's special, he's unique. So, I mean, I'm sure the ego boost of that must have been huge. I hate to. Yeah. Hate no, to. of course. Anybody knew mm-hmm. was going to get that. Yeah. But, I mean, you exploded fairly quickly. And people were very excited about you, you know, right away. Um, yeah. So then when you encounter the negativity, is it hurt that much more because you Back got— Back then, because I was like 17, 18, 19, you know, and I didn't really understand why people would hate me because I was such a you know good person. But— who gives a fuck now? I mean, you're what part of what you're dealing with now is when you were new, you were unique, different, special. Oh my yeah. god, look at this guy. You are the same person, but we've been seeing you for years yeah. now. So you can't be, you know what I mean? Like the red hair no longer surprises. And everybody got it. Got yeah. It now. Yeah. So that's a that's a shift for you. So how are you dealing with that? The, the I, from, I, I don't care. I've been chilling. I just spend my life chilling. There is something, though, that is definitely unique about you. And you maybe you can't even explain it. Because I remember the first time you walked in the room, right? I'm doing the Migo story. Right. You had on just basic gray sweatsuit. Nothing special. Nothing expensive. You walked in with a bunch of people. And I was like, who's that? Yeah. And I knew the name Yachty, but I didn't know the face. So I didn't know, oh, that's Yachty. And I'm like, something different about him yeah. versus everybody else who just walked in. And I'm like, that's that it thing that you could see it even when, you know, I wasn't responding to like, oh, my God, I loved his videos. Yeah. I saw him on TV. It was like, there's something about that guy that's different. What it, What is that thing? Do you know what it is? No, but I've always tried to have that. Since high school, what you're talking about, like, it's crazy you say that. Like, I've always wanted to be that person that just, you t- it just stood out, always, you know? I was always my thing. You wanted that? Yeah. Did you have it? Yeah, in high school, yeah. I was voted uh, most likely to be famous. Really? Know? Yeah. Because you had that it thing. Just, yeah, it's popular. And you could just hang with all the different crews mm-hmm. and everybody, almost everybody liked you in high school? Yeah. Everybody liked you or almost everybody? Pretty much everybody. Yeah. So that, so you saying you naturally had it or you kind of cultivated it? I was natural, you know. I'm just a pretty likable person. And I be chilling. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, I love how 
you let your vulnerability come out in your music, you're not hard. You're you you know you're cool, but then sometimes you're like you know I feel different. I feel sad. I'm depressed. Whatever. Yeah. And we don't always, especially as black men, we don't always let the vulnerability and the depression come out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you? Why do you let it out? That's how I'm feeling. That's what it is. You know, I just make what how I'm feeling, and that really be what it is. You know, I think that's why it's so different, though. Like you know, it's, it appeals to a specific fan base because it's just it's not like everything else. You know. So yeah. You get depressed sometimes? You go up and down? Not depressed. I mean, I've had times, but not depressed. It'd be usually girl trouble. <laughs> Bro, that's what it usually is. It's not like, it's not like nothing too crazy. Uh, it doesn't really go away. Girl trouble? Yeah. No. It doesn't go away. No, no I'm telling you, it doesn't go away. <laughs> Even when you pick one, it doesn't go yeah, away. It's just there. <laughs> it's just it's always up and down. It's always something. Right. Do you like the sound of your voice? Uh, I never really thought about it. It's very distinctive though. It is. Yeah. Um It is what it is. Yeah. I like the sound of your voice. A lot of people do. Uh, I find most artists don't. Like the sound of their voice or my voice? No, no, most artists don't like the sound of their own voice. Oh. <laughs> that, would, that would be crazy if I asked you. Most artists yeah. don't like Yachty's voice. I, I, been like, I asked all these okay. artists, do you like Yachty's voice? They all said no. Yeah, that was But they like, like his music for some oh, reason. They just I, don't like his voice. No, especially when you go into that uh, that deeper tone, like deeper in the throat. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what the smoke. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like that sound a lot. Yeah, I just be, um, I just be trying stuff. No, it doesn't hurt to try things. And then that's how you come up with things, new things, I guess. You know, just try things. I mean, there's definitely been times when you are kind of whispering on the mic yeah. that I really like. Mm-hmm. You know, that you really are a vocal artist. And not you're not just a rapper, but like really you. I like to just do all kinds of things, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not really even right to call you a rapper because you also sing, right? I, do, I try and do everything. Whatever you want to call me. As long as it's not broke. <laughs> you look like you're pretty far from broke. How much are you wearing? Shit. Sure. It's 35, 140. This was 45. This was, oh, shit, my ring. This was 90. This was, this was 90. This was you just, 50. You just almost dropped 90,000 on the floor. No, this was 12. This ring was 12,000. Okay, 12, and uh, this was 15, and I think this was 15. So if you add those up, and this was for free. I got this as a gift. And this was uh, 25. I can't even keep up with those kind of numbers. Yeah, I don't either, but it's a lot. <laughs> Over 300,000, I believe. Who were the musicians who you watched and learned from? Coldplay, Chris Martin, Kid Cudi, uh, Soldier Boy. That's kind of where I learned my, like, Social media ethic from. Um, from Soldier Boy. Yeah, Lil B. Um, Kanye West. Uh, early on, you know, early on, Travis Scott. Rocky, A$AP Rocky. Um, that's, a, that's about, you know, growing up, like early age on, that was pretty much what I listened to. Yeah. Um, interesting you said Coldplay first my favorite rock man yeah of all time why it's just amazing the sound is different it doesn't sound like anyone else you definitely found a way to incorporate some of what they do um, in terms of creating those big moments in a song yeah. those big sort of emotional moments in a song I don't think I would ever be able to do what they do but I'm just a big fan of everything, you know, their evolution, everything about them. It's crazy how much influence Lil B has on a lot of people in your generation. Yeah, and Soulja Boy. And and, and the older, well, especially Lil B has been very controversial because people older have been like, that's not even really rap. And your generation is like, no. 
space God. We yeah. love him. He's the man. What did you take from 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 Lil B? Positivity. And not giving a fuck. Being yourself. Those three things. It's also a way that he really kind of talks on the mic, right? Rather than really... Well, see, the things I, learned, I learned, took from Lil B weren't really as far as music. It was as far as, like, just his persona and the person he was. You know, he was very positive. He promoted positivity. Although he talked about, you know, crazy topics, you know, but he in you know, real life, like, he, he was promoting positivity. Um... You always promoted being yourself, you know, love your own self, love love the person you are. And he never gave a fuck. He wanted to wear dangling earrings with a skirt, you know, whatever he wanted to wear. I mean, he he didn't give a fuck, you know. Those three things I really took and made in myself from Libby. That he didn't give a fuck. Yeah. He would wear a skirt, like... like. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to wear a skirt. I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, just not caring what people think about you. You know, he had an album called I'm Gay. Saying I'm happy, but, you know. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Influencer. It's a word that gets tossed around a lot these days. There is a woman who went the distance, who broke ground as the first true influencer by living a remarkable life. Her name, Elizabeth Taylor. I'm Katy Perry. This is the story of the original influencer. This is Elizabeth the First. Elizabeth the First, the podcast, wherever you listen. I mean, your whole generation has a lot more openness to those sort of things. Sure. I think my generation was a little struggling with it, it and was, like it was a little, him, it wasn't as popular. No, and like what what Tyler has, Tyler Crater has done, Frank Ocean, just and they just come out and people are like, okay, cool, what's next, and not care. You know, the gay, you know, LGBT community is bigger than it's ever been, more respected than it's ever been. And it's more open than it's ever been. It's a new, it's a new time period. So. Yeah. Um, respect is a big thing right now. So, no one's less than anyone. When did you start making songs? How old? Um, 
seriously, probably about 16, 17. So who, I know you talked about some of the general influences, but like who really showed you like, okay, you got to have a chorus, verse, chorus. You got to have 16 bars. You got to. Well, my music's never been like that. True, true. So I never even. But you're not just freestyling. You do have a structure. Yeah, but it wasn't, I didn't get into that until assigned and had an engineer and he was like a real engineer he's like yeah, you know you got to do this is the first eight bars 12 bar and i still to this day sometimes don't be giving a fuck about that you know it wasn't like i heard it in music like oh because i didn't really have like my dad loved music but he wasn't in he was a photographer so he didn't know like bridge hook chords like so it wasn't like we ever went that deep into it, it wasn't until i got became into it you know so nothing like that so what gave like who showed you the way to say I don't need those things, I don't need to focus on. I a was just me. It was just I made what the fuck I wanted to make, you know. And I didn't know much about that type of shit to follow it, you know. If you don't know something, you can't live by it, right? You know. And then I came to a point. I was lazy too. Sometimes like I don't feel like rapping that long. Sometimes I don't want to hook. <laughs> you know. So. I feel like a lot of your artistic choices are based. Somewhat on laziness. Sometimes. Is that, is that? It is what it is. I mean, I feel like you work harder than you are giving yourself credit for. A lot of people don't give me credit for shit. <laughs> what are you not getting credit for? The first song on a new album is Give Me My Respect. What are you not getting respect and credit for? Uh, respect probably give me my respects because I know I can rap. You know? And I did a lot for hip hop. You know? I don't care what nobody say. Like what? As far as just like the change on it, like it was when I came into music, the reason I blew up so big was because it was not how it was now. You know, it was not as colorful and positive and like just fruity, melodic sounding, like and just just wasn't as accepting. And we switched it up. You brought color, yeah. love, and a lot of uh. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, are you talking about that, or are you t- also talking about, because you did some things business-wise that... That too, yeah. Like going to Sprite, going to Nautica. All the endorsements, like, that's, I feel like I've probably got the most endorsements as a rapper. You're up there. You're definitely yeah. up there. Maybe, I know I know for a fact in a new generation, I'm top number one, but I'm yeah. up there with, like, and, like, hip-hop history. I'm not number one, but like I'm in the top. I think I'm top ten. And not even just just the number aside, the way that you guys use those endorsements really helped push you up. I mean, the Sprite ad with LeBron really increased your visibility. So it wasn't just it wasn't just we did an ad. It was we did an ad that changed our career. Yeah, yeah, a couple things. You know, Target commercial during the Grammys. I've done a lot of stuff, you know, the creative designer for, director for Nautica, Reebok uh, deal. When you're the creative director for Nautica, are you actually designing? Yeah, I did two lines. Fall and spring. Can you talk about some of your, your inspirations, your motivations for the lines? Vintage Nautica. I love 90s. I love the 90s uh, hip-hop era. Style, you know, so. Grand Poobah, yeah, just era, just it, baggy clothes, all that. I love all of it. The Tommy Hill figure was yeah. hot, the polo was hot, yeah. all the Burberry that. was hot. Yeah, um, people were definitely expressing themselves like, I want to look like a rich white boy. With a twist, though. Oh, no doubt. With a size twist, yeah. with a flavor twist, but definitely choosing certain sorts of yeah. lines. Yeah. It's dope. But who sort of helped you see, like, this is the way? As far as what? As far as career, as far as music, because it, like, it seems like you kind of knew what to do. And I'm wondering, like, was there any advice or direction or just somebody you saw? 
Because, like, you seem so young to just know what to do. Well, I just had a plan, you know. My mother always told me you got to have a plan. And I watched Soldier Boy growing up, you know. He, he, he made his career on the Internet, you know. First pioneer on the Internet to take the Internet and, and make a music career. Wait, go back a second. What was the plan? It was. It's a long plan. It's it long, but it just <laughs> had a plan to just start a social following in person, you know, and and gather up and, and make friends with people who um, just had a social following. And because you know, when you ask someone to you know maybe post your music. Or uh, someone on the street says, hey, take my card or take my mixtape. You know, nine times out of ten, I'm not going to listen to it. But if you have a friend, you're going to support your friend. That's your friend. So I've, I, before even pushing music on anybody, just built relationships with these people that had a following. You know, I wasn't using them, but it was just my plan. And then when it came time to show music, they all was supporting me. They all had my back, and they all was promoting my stuff, and... And I did the same thing down in Atlanta, and, and I was just—it was just—it just spread it quickly. Plus, I had an image. I knew I had an image. I knew I was cool. It was no one that looked like me. Right. So, it's important to building relationships. Yeah. I think a lot 100%. of people miss that step that they want to just, hey, here's this thing that I want you to to consume or market for me or whatever. But they skip the point of like, like you said, like if we. Have a bond yeah. where I'm like, yo, I like Yachty. I want to look out for Yachty. It's not just some guy who's like, check out my tape. Right. But like, exactly. some, 100%. for some people, it's tricky to create the relationship with an influencer who has lots of people coming at them when you know I want eventually for you to help me out. And like, it's a genuine relationship, but I want something from you eventually. Yeah. But it's not like they pretty, and they were not really like, Anybody like popular or famous, they just were kids, you know, just who were cool on the internet. And I just, I was just the smarter one to think of what to do with this, you know? Because you saw Soldier Boy do it, right? No, not, no, he did it a completely different way. I just, he used to always use the internet to his ability. So I did the same thing. I mean, the way that you digital natives have used the internet. Yeah. Sort of blows the mind. Yeah, man, it's been used so... People are smart now, man. Internet tactics are at an all-time high. Yes, no doubt. No doubt. Um, you, I saw you on Instagram, you supported Stacey Abrams. Yes. And you were you were rolling with Bernie Sanders during the... Yeah. So you really... I mean, it sounded very progressive, very democratic. For sure. It's important, man. I'm not... I can't, I'm not with the other side. They got weird views on life. <laughs> what does it make you feel like when you look at like a Kanye jumping out the window on the right? Yeah. Does it make? I mean, because for me, it's I'm like, damn, dude, like it's hard for me to roll with you. And support That's you. how my friend is who loves because I love Kanye West and I have my best friend loves Kanye West like he loves him and it kind of like it upset him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. You know, I, I bought that uh, you know that My Pillow that they advertise on Sports Center all the time. Mm-mm. There's this thing called My Pillow. It's supposed to be like the illest pillow, right? Mm-hmm. And I had a bad night sleeping, and I went out and I bought one, and it was amazing. I'm like, this is so much better than the average pillow. Okay. And then I find out the guy's super Trump supporter, like up in the White House, like, love you, Donald. Mm. I'm like, fuck this pillow. <laughs> So how so what am I supposed to do with Kanye when I'm like, yo, I've been riding with you since album one mm. and you are really pissing me off with this shit. I don't know, dog. I love Kanye West and I'm still gonna listen to the next album. I mean I am too. <laughs> now I don't you know necessarily support his views, but I feel like keep somebody, you know, getting slapped across the neck because he made a tweet like I'm staying out of politics. So, I don't know. I mean, fine. I just feel like, bro, you know, people never really know 100% the full story behind something. True. That's why I don't really, I don't judge people. Take me back to the beginning of how you learned how to rap. I don't know. I used to just hang around dudes that was rapping, and I thought they were cool. I looked up to them. 
And at first I wasn't that good. But I used to listen to people like Riff Raff, Soldier Boy, and Lil B, who just said funny things. Like, not the normal line, like something different, you know? I try to say, like, different things sometimes. Like what? What do you mean? Like, just a line you wouldn't expect. Just something that's silly, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't have one off the top of the head, but it's like, it's different stuff. I mean, you know, Minnesota kind of accomplished that, right? Because it really, it kind of surprised people because it's kind of funny and ill at the same time. Yeah. Um, and the the high notes sort of took you to the cold place, yeah. right? Like the, 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 that ho- that, the, the hook sort of evokes the cold in a way. But you know he's not really, really talking about actual cold. But it's, it was, I you know I, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about in that song. <laughs> I wrote that song in my dorm room. That was one of the songs I wrote on paper. I have been in Minnesota. My dad used to take me on just trips, like so I could see the, like see try and see the world. And we used to go up to Minnesota, and it would be freezing. Oh my god, it was so cold. I remember the first time I heard "Holiday." But, I was like, "Wow." With Quavo. Quavo's a man, but I remember your part and your hook, and I was like, "This rapper is something different." Yeah, and just the, this, just to, just you can create that energy that's different yeah. than than what anybody else can create. Yeah, which is interesting. You talk about Coldplay, like that sort of Coldplay emotional energy that you don't usually get in hip hop. Yeah, I mean, most rap songs have like one energy. Right, and it goes just straight through. Mm-hmm. A lot of rock songs have highs and lows. The you know, like the music will go up and then it'll come down. Or sometimes they'll drop different albums that sound nothing like the last one. Yeah, and rappers don't usually do that. But you will play with some of those shapes and structures sometimes. Yeah, it's not as accepting either as as uh, as as like it is in rock and hip hop. You know that's. It's too weird, too different. They're like, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. It's that, but I think it's also like a producer gives you a track and you rap over it rather than we're in the studio together with Rick Rubin or whoever coming up with Depends. something. Depends. Every artist is different. Every artist is different. Some artists are like that. Some artists, they just pick from the email. Are you usually picking from emails? You- it, it, it depends. You know, um, My friends make beats, so sometimes I'll sit with them. I tell people what I want to hear. It all depends. How have you changed since since you first started coming in the game? I definitely don't give a fuck anymore. I used to care so much about what people thought about me. Like, man, I used to care. I used to want to impress people so much. I used to want to hang out with everyone, you know, be everywhere. I used to want to, like, be on a scene and go to the club because somebody was going to be there or go to a private party. I want to be invited to everything. Nah, I don't give a fuck. Be chilling at home with the gang. Twitch. Everything. I'm my own business now, you know? I learned to be my own man. Like, and just make my own lane and live in that lane, you know? Not worry about other people, not be in other people's business. I really be chilling. Be your own man. What's it? Yeah, mean? Just, just be me. Like, not worry about everybody else, you know? No, I, I, I realize I don't need a million friends and all that. I also learned just just what it's like to just like provide for your family. And yeah, well, yeah, I, I count my friends as family, so yeah, just be a provider and and care. Yeah, that means a lot to be able to. What does that mean? Like we're going out to dinner. I got everybody. We're going to Vegas for the weekend. I got everybody. Like that sort of thing. Yeah. And and, and just use my voice and my, and, and this, you know, gift and financial blessing and just help, you know. There's people I don't even talk to that I still sometimes help, you know. I had a homeboy hit me up that I haven't spoken to since like early high school. But it, his mom need, needed surgery, you know. Uh, um, we're not even friends, but 
he didn't even ask me. He was on Twitter. And he was like, hey, I have a GoFundMe. My mother's very ill and she's scared. Anything you can donate helps. And I looked at it. It's like $2,000. It's like, I just think about it like, man, I spend money on the stupidest shit. Like, $2,000 is maybe one pair of sneakers, you know? And I could help somebody get a surgery right now, you know? So I hit him up like, hey, man, I got the whole 2000 for you. You know, just, I was just when I was shooting a movie. I said, just come on set, I got you, you know? And we don't even talk, but, and then I had a, you know, I had a friend whose uh, brother had cancer, needed chemotherapy. Just, I just like to help, you know? Even people that, I, I don't even like the dude whose brother I had chemo, I don't know, I'm not even friends with him. You know, but I, I used to be in his family, but I just feel like, if I, 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 I've been blessed with, you know, financially to uh, live this amazing life and do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. Why not help? And then on the other hand, use my voice when it doesn't cost a dollar just to use my voice and promote either positivity or just good things like voting, you know, and just like, because kids listen, you know. Uh, when you're helping, and I want to talk about voting, but when you're helping, is it because you should do that or yes. because it makes you feel better? It doesn't really make me feel better. It's just, it's just, it's just the right thing to do. Just because you're, you're in this position. Sometimes, you know, some, I get a lot of people to ask for stupid shit that it's like, come on, bro. No, you know, like a surgery for like a plastic surgery, like, you know, like. <laughs> like no or your rent you know because you want to get a new condo like nah like but when it's like needed nine times out of ten I'm um, I'm a given person you know so even for somebody you're not I mean like I could see you know I got my friends my crew is good yeah. but like he's not my friend I used to know him yeah but still because I can do better yeah. in the world yeah exactly. I can do something good for somebody exactly Hundred percent. Think about, and I don't post none of that. I ain't never, ever, I've never posted a good deed ever. I've never recorded me giving money to a homeless man. I never took a picture of the tip I left somebody. I never, I never. What I just told you, I've never told anybody ever. You know what I'm saying? I just spoke on it because you, you just, you brought the topic up. But I don't feel like those are things that you should have to boast. But at the same time, you're still doing it. So you know. Still power too, because you still did it, you know. But I just don't feel like those. But people do it so you know they can win people over, you know. Hey, y'all, look at me. I'm giving money out, you know. I'm I'm going back to my high school. I'm hey, look, I just helped this person. I gave him a hundred dollars. You made me think about that Drake video, right? Where he's giving. Well, see, that was. Uh, that's not what I was talking about. That was actually very dope. You know, that worked in a couple in a couple ways. That was more so like, I look at that like art. Because, you know, it was a music video, you know? Like, a music video is to be creative, you know? And I was extremely creative. So why not? That's like, why not be creative and help? You know, it's different when you're just on Instagram. Yeah. You know, just just recording videos, you know? That's, it's, was- and, and it's completely a purpose in that. You, you feel it. That video, did that make you cry? Or, like, just touch you a little? Oh, it totally. I mean, because I'm an American male, I don't cry at such things. But it definitely <laughs> touched me. And I was like, that is so dope. Yeah. And, you know, it'd be amazing to be in that position to be able to help yeah. everybody. And, you know, all the things that go viral in this rap industry. Somebody raps over a beat and everybody had to rap over that beat or whatever it may be. I was like, I wish that would go viral. Mm-hmm. And, like, every big rapper is like, okay, I'm going to do my charity or my giveaway video where I go to my hood and buy out the supermarket and buy out the school. I wasn't even his hood. That was Miami. That's not even his hood. Where, wherever it may be. Yeah. Your hood, somebody else's hood. Everybody needs help somewhere. Yeah. And I, I want, I want. What does eating healthy mean to you? 
Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E Market dot com slash Toray. Thrivemarket.com slash Toray. On March 16th, 2000, two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta. Jamil Alamin, a Muslim leader and former black power activist, was convicted. But the evidence was shaky, and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial. My name is Mosi Secret, and when I started investigating this case in my hometown, I uncovered a dark truth about America. From Tinderfoot TV, Campside Media, and iHeart Podcasts, Radical is available now. Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. See, like all the top 20, 30 rappers or whatever, just, we got to all make one video where we're just like kicking off the community. Just like, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what I was hoping for. Would have been dope. But surely there's a lot of people giving who are just keeping it private. For sure. Because it doesn't really, you don't have to, the world don't got to know everything. Mm-hmm. They don't have helping somebody is, you shouldn't have to tell people you're helping someone. Just do it. I was just watching this, this, this Billie Eilish video, interview video, and she said, all artists are sad. Is, is that true? No. But, <laughs> but it's parts of you know. Every all artists aren't just living their best life. You know, it's not an easy life. You know, like it's a lot that comes with it. You know, it, it's not what it looks like. Um, I'm not always sad, but I have sad moments. You know, when I'm lonely, or I want to just go somewhere I know I can't. You know, or just gotta work all fucking day and night, you know? And, but not always sad. It's but you're sad a lot. I'm sad at times. About what? Just told you. Just just like just like certain things that I you know, I used to could do that I can't do anymore. Just I don't know. Oh, just your privacy goes out the window when you become famous. You know, you can't walk down the street. I mean, you can do whatever you want in this world. But you, I mean, like I walk down the street, I can get somewhere. You, you can't do that. Depends on the block, but yeah. So you, so you feel like fame like gets in the way of life sometimes. Sometimes, but sometimes it helps. You know, it speeds things up. You know. Yeah, that's why I don't complain about it. It is, you know, because it's just got to know what you're signing up for. It definitely speeds things up sometimes, and it definitely slows things down a lot of times, too. Yeah. And you're, like, always being watched and judged, and you never really know who knows and Mm -hmm. who's judging and who's watching and who's, yo, I saw Yachty, and he did this good thing. I saw Yachty, he did this shitty thing, and, like, what? Yeah. You didn't even ask me why I did it. If you asked me, you would understand. Like, I wasn't yeah. cutting that guy off. He, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And people feel entitled. True. Man, I was in the airport yesterday. Getting in the truck, and this lady asked for a picture. I ain't been sleeping like three days. I don't know. She just had a whole attitude, you know? She was like, don't nobody even know who he is right now. I'm just, it was just like... You asked for the picture, and now you want to hate. And I, I, and was, I just wish 
Some people just don't care to understand or like give a fuck about someone's like feelings or like opinion. I don't know. Just like like if I don't want to take the picture, why is that? Why does that have to be me being an asshole? You know, I've been wanting people to put that in, put in their footsteps. Like if I walked up to them all the time, or people just walked up, say, "Hey, can I get a picture?" Like which they can never understand because it doesn't happen to them. But like that shit is hot. You know, someone like you is getting it constantly. Try to eat. People want to try to get somewhere. People want to take a picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. Think the, I don't think the average person realizes how like you are the twentieth person to ask him for a picture since he walked into this restaurant. So it's not just I'm dissing you, and I'm just like. And when it's in places like some like big places, sometimes like you know. Uh, it, people really just be waiting for the first person to ask, and once you oh, take yeah. the one, it's all over. No doubt, you know. No doubt. So I mean, it, <laughs> I went to the Essence Festival. I mean, like I, I'm like a fraction of your level of fame. I appreciate everybody who wants to take a picture yeah. or whatever, talk to me. But every once in a while, you get that thing, right? I go to the Essence Festival, and I walk out, and like I'm out in the world for like two minutes, and people are like, "Yo, I want to take a picture, take a picture." I'm like, "Sure, no problem." The 40th freaking picture. I haven't moved from this spot yeah. for 15 minutes. And I'm like, smile, smile, smile. And I saw this woman at the corner of my eye who's like waiting, waiting. She must have waited like 10 minutes to take a picture with me. And finally it's her turn. And she slides up and she puts her arm around me. And she goes, who are you? Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Like I am happy to take a picture, have a conversation with people who are actual fans. Yeah, but people were like, "I just saw everybody else, yeah, so I just did it, cause, <laughs> and I didn't want to miss out." I'm like, That's "Wow, so really? Weird. Like you didn't even know like who I am? Like why are we doing this thing together, taking a picture when mm. you're gonna be like, okay, great, whatever, swipe next?" Yeah. Like, it's weird. It's weird. Right, That's so funny. <laughs> I hate that. People are weird sometimes. All the time. What's the, <laughs> what's the difference between being a good musician and being a great musician? Damn. I don't know. I don't know. I guess being a great musician is leaving a legacy, maybe. And a good one is just probably maintaining. I feel like you're more than a musician. I'm a brand. Yeah. Like, music is one avenue of expression for you, but yeah. that there are other things you could do. And I, what I imagine, five, ten years, he's not making music anymore. Now he's doing something different. He's expressing himself in a different way, yeah. perhaps as an actor, perhaps as a who knows what. Right. What do you think? What do you see for Yachty in five years or seven years? I'm trying to think on it now, you know, but big. You know, bigger, bigger than life. Is there going to be a new plan? That's what I need to start working on now. Are you still in the midst of the plan that you had before you've gone past that no, plan? No, no, no. That plan has been succeeded. So is there a current plan that you're working through or not really? Not yet. But I need to start working on an extended plan of life. Be it before you know it. What, what, what would be on it? What is on the bucket list, even? It's just a difference between bucket list and plan. I'm talking about a plan like it's gonna make it so I can retire from this and you know live forever. Oh, generations be straight. Depends. Last year, definitely on stage more. This year, I had a lot more free time doing the movie, so I've been in the studio way more. But usually, I had no time. Last last two albums. Uh, two albums I had, I was never home. I made them on the road. What I mean, like, what is what is what is more exciting for you? What is more more a better fit for you of rocking a stage or 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 rocking a studio? Oh, rocking stage, man, that energy is unmatched. So much fun. You'd rather be on the stage than in the studio. Yeah, without a doubt. Energy, a, a stage with good energy. Yeah. You know, because when you're on stage and the energy sucks, it, God, it's like the longest turn period ever. <laughs> but when it's right, what is it like? It's fine, and it goes by too fast, too quickly. I mean, it's heavy to be out there in front of, you know, 40, 50 
80,000 people screaming for you, you know. It's fun. That was so much fun. I know for a lot of artists, you rock that stage and the energy's way up high and the adrenaline is maximum and you come off and it's hard to deal with that moment where now we're backstage, going to the hotel and like... I got a flip switch. What does on, that mean? On and off. You know, I'm real chill. I'm super chill. As soon as I'm before I'm on, I'm chilling. As soon as I'm off, back chilling. And you don't, you don't, don't you feel that like when the adrenaline falls off and it's like kind of. As soon as I say thank you and walk off the stage, my switches flip. Chilling. So do you switch it on to get on stage mm-hmm. and like okay now let's go we're up. Yeah. Do you is there something you need to do to like flip nah, it you up? you just feel it when you can hear them. You feel them. You can, it's the energy. You feel it. Yeah. What's t- what is some of the self-talk when you're about to get on stage and you're feeling it? You're about to get up and like, I'm going to go kill this. I'm going to kill this crowd. And like, what, are you, what are you saying? Pretty much that. Like, I had a show last night. I was kind of like nervous that like no one was going to come because I hadn't did a show in a while. And so I was kind of just like, kept saying like, man, God, I hope people show up. I hope they turn up. Then right before it was time, it just... Let's do it. Are you nervous about the performance itself and you on stage? No. The crowd and the way they react. I know I'm going to do me. But I can't do me unless they're reacting right. I can't turn up and they're just staring at me. Like, Like designer... So designing, the crowd could be dead and designer gonna still give you 100% I love that like, it could be three people in the crowd he's still gonna give you show like it's 100,000 I can't I feel off energy they if they like I'm gonna be born it'll be a bad show so if you did let's say the, the Grammys where typically people are just like industry like just sitting there awkward yeah it's not the same like that would be hard for you it's a lot harder yeah Tell me about the morning. What do you do in the morning? And even if your morning is 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 twelve o'clock. I'm at home. Ain't no morning. My morning is one two. I mean, like I wake up about one, then I work out with my trainer at one thirty. Okay, but I want to hear about what you do when you work out. But what do you like? I talked to a lot of people on the show about their thoughts and feelings when they're first waking up, and a lot of people who are successful have really positive self messages when they are waking up and beginning their day? I just stay in the bed. I'm in the bed for a long time. I be on my phones, chilling. Tell um, the trainer pull up and make me get out the bed. <laughs> and then I start the day. And um, it's, it's uh, now, since I've started training, my days are more energetic after working out. You know, you have more energy. And just you're ready for a day, you know. Before I was working out, I'd just be in the bed all day. Chill out. <laughs> what do you do when you work out? It's different every time. Every time it's different. Weights, cardio, all, all, plyometrics. All that hate. Boxing? Uh, bullshit. Not, no, not boxing. No. There's a lot of shit that fucking sucks. <laughs> Why do you do it? Oh, man, because I want to I wanna get fit and just I want to feel good and... Are you fit? Fuck no. <laughs> Are you athletic? Fuck no. <laughs> so if I said let's, let's go, let's go play some basketball, you'd be like, no. Or if we got out there, would you look awkward? Or you could like, do it? Are you talking about like on Xbox or? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about Xbox. I'm talking about actual basketball with like a hoop and a backboard no, and a like, ball. Oh no, thank you. <laughs> he said no, thank you. I'd rather actual X- Xbox than actual basketball for sure. Football? No, I can't play any sport. Frisbee? <laughs> Anything? No. I used to get run. I used to be real fast. Like a sprinter? Yeah. No more? No. <laughs> We're just chilling. Uh, I'm good at Uno. At Uno? Yeah. The, the, yeah. <laughs> I play that with my kids. I play with the gang. Awesome. You should play if you like Uno. You should play Exploding Kittens. 
Exploding Kittens? Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yo, son, that's the game. Sounds intense. Uno is, that's yesterday. Exploding Kittens will blow your mind. It's a card game? Yes. I have to look into that. This is the illest, it's the illest card game. Okay. No doubt. I'm going to check that out. So are you a game kind of person? Yeah, for sure. Like what games you love? I play everything. Everything. Spades? No, not card games like that. I like Uno's like the only card game I like. So what other games you... Just video games. What's your video games? What's your games? What's your top three games? I mean, right now, Red Dead Redemption, 2K, probably Call of Duty. Are you like good... Good at 2K. Not really that good at Call of Duty. <laughs> it's just people who's did. It's people who like devote so much time to playing video games, and they're so skilled. I only I get to play like 45 minutes out of a day. I used to be back when I was sitting at home. All I did was play games. <laughs> Fuck. I don't get to play like I used to, but I still love it so much. I have such a love, and I have so much respect for, like, pro gamers. Is there a failure in your life that you learned a lot from and you grew a lot from? Yes. Tell me. Tupac situation. Tupac biggest situation. The whole battle? Mm, it's not really a failure, but it was, like, a lesson. And when I, I and I got into like a argument, not an argument, but like it was like this little beef with Soldier Boy over female. Like those two situations. So what happened with the Soldier Boy thing? I don't understand. Now back when I kind of first started, it was this girl that kind of like had a crush on, that he was kind of like talking crazy about on the internet. And I kind of hit him like, yo, don't do that. Playing Captain Save. I was tripping. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. what I'm trying to get at is something that you did that that then was like, oh, that was a mistake. Well, I started a big argument. It was a big beef, and it was just, it was just like, I don't know, it was stupid. And then the Tupac thing, you know, when I, I said... What well, was the Biggie thing? Not Biggie. I think I said Biggie was overrated. Tupac and Biggie. I said something like that. No, no. Um, Do you still think that? I don't think nothing about it at all. You um, you you don't know if Biggie was overrated? No, I said he was. To me. Right. Well, what are you saying now? You still say that now? No, I say now. I don't even speak on the topic. I don't even talk about it. So you know, but <laughs> I, I don't even talk about it. So you you don't want to comment on what, the opinion that you have because you are in Brooklyn. This is Biggie territory. I understand it. I understand it. <laughs> There's a bunch of murals up the street. Yeah, but that, I mean, it's a it's that's the thing about life, man. It's an opinion is an opinion. You know? you know, I can't wait till we get to the point in life where like people's opinion is understood as their opinion. You know, like he feels like. Such and such isn't good. That's him. Whatever. You know, I love him. I love such and such, such and such. I mean, you could see how. No, I, that's what I learned, though. I learned, you know, like, you know, the love and impact, you know. And, and I understand, I didn't get it at the time, but I understand it. You know, I didn't grow up on that. I didn't know I didn't know about it. I didn't, I'm from Atlanta. Grew up on Outkast. And my dad didn't play. Like, he played Coldplay and, and Kane and... and um, and um, the Beatles and John Mayer, and that's what I was listening to, you know. So I had no clue about that stuff. Like that was not my. I knew nothing about it. No new song, no songs, nothing. So I don't know. I learned. Um, I mean, I definitely have a hundred percent. I have a respect, you know, for for both. You know, I was never even trying to disrespect. I was just telling my honest opinion. I didn't really know much about it, so. I, and I was—I never lie ever. I don't lie. I don't have a reason to lie. I didn't know. You never lie. Not really. I'm brutally honest. Like social lies. You look nice. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. I definitely tell the truth when they come in. I let somebody right. know. <laughs> For real. That jacket looks fucked up. Yeah. Facts. 
<laughs> I just I, I just don't. I you know. What motivates you to do what? To do the things you're doing professionally. Because I don't get the sense that you're, like, driven to be number one. No. I don't get the sense you're driven to prove yourself. So I'm not sure, like, and you already have millions. So it almost becomes like, why get out of bed? Why not just, let's just hang out? Like, what is the thing that propels you, like, yo, I got to get back in the studio and... It really don't. I don't know. I, it's just fun. It's it's fun to me. It's not a, like I need it. I need it. It's just fun. I enjoy making music. You know? I want to act. So the things I like to do, you know? Like if I if I felt like yo, I need another album out, yo, probably wouldn't be as good for me. Because that's not your energy. Nah, I'd just be chilling. I like to just chill, chilling. Definitely get that vibe. Chill. What is your superpower? Oh no, um, I don't know. I just try to be that positive light in everyone's life, for the most part. You're getting there. Yeah. Especially people, close people around me. That's important. You know, everyone needs positivity. Everyone doesn't have it. You know, I realize that. Like, sometimes, like, like I, I meet people and I, I, or girls or just people in general that I may not even know much about, but I ask them, like, what do you want to do? And a lot of people want to be rich and a lot of people want to be famous. They don't know how or why they should be. They just want millions. You know, I try to, like, have that talk with people all the time. Like, you know, like, if so, you know, it's possible, but you got to have a plan. You know, there's no one that's going to slap $5 million in your face, you know? So I just try to motivate people, you know? No one has to be in a situation they are forever. Thanks so much to Yachty for an awesome interview. And thanks to you for listening and for contributing to Torre Show via Patreon. It means so much to the whole team that you believe in what we do to support us with your hard-earned dollars. Thank you so much. Torre Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality and this show can help. You can find me on Twitter at Torre and on Instagram at Torre Show. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jackie Garfano. Our editor is Ryan Woodhull. Our booker is Claudia Jean. Our photographers are Chuck Marcus and Shanta Covington. And we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And I want to give a shout out to my new super producers, Britt and Sam Montez. We will be back on Wednesday and on Friday with more amazing guests because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.